Today's sponsor is EveryPlate. Initially, I thought meal kits had to be expensive, that they were kind of a splurge. But as it turns out, EveryPlate is more affordable than groceries. Their quality ingredients come pre-portioned to help you save money and reduce food waste, you know, like the bag of spinach that I throw out every single week. You can skip the store and let every plate plan, shop, and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a consistently low price. For me, in the summer, I'd rather be out enjoying the sunshine than cooking. Every plate helps me do just that. Simple, stress-free recipes come together in just six steps and are ready in about 30 minutes or less. You can choose between 17 recipes that change every week and swap proteins and sides to your liking, so you can switch up dinner routines however you want. Every plate helps me experience more of my favorite things in life by saving me time and money, which means more money towards vacations, concerts, the list goes on. You can choose from classic plate, veggie plate, family plate, and easy plate preferences to serve up crowd-pleasing meals night after night. Try every plate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code SELFIE179. Again, that's $1.79 per meal at everyplate.com with the code SELFIE179. Today's episode is sponsored by Somavetic. Somavetic is a device that combines an Eastern approach to health and wellness with modern day technology. If you have a lot of devices in your home, as most of us do, then there are hundreds of signals floating through the air at any given moment. This is called EMF, and some people are really sensitive to it and believe that it can cause some not great things in the body as a result of all of these free radicals bouncing around. If you're concerned with the unwanted influences of electromagnetic radiation or geopathic zones, you'll appreciate Somavetic. Somavetic devices rely on frequency therapies and the healing powers of precious and semi-precious stones and metals to create a natural energy field to harmonize your home. It does this through the controlled release of energy from precious and semi-precious stones. It creates a 360-degree field with a radius of 100 feet in all directions. The founder of Somavetic launched these devices in 2011 as a response to his own ongoing health struggles. After years of no success with Western medicine, he turned to traditional Chinese medicine and found a variety of healing properties with stones and minerals. After some time, he was able to heal his body and has helped others as well, and his experience inspired him to create Somavetic. If you're interested in mitigating EMFs and creating a harmonic field in your environment, these devices are a great solution, and they are beautiful. Each device is comprised of their own semi-precious stones with unique properties. Somavetic is a small company, and all products are handmade and hand-assembled in their Crystal Valley, in the Crystal Valley of the Czech Republic. If you want to try Somavetic, they have a 60-day money-back guarantee to let you try. Visit somavetic.com and use the code SELFIE for 10% off. That's S-O-M-A-V-E-D-I-C.com with the code SELFIE for 10% off. Hey, everyone. I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and a psychotherapist. And I'm Rue Powell, an admitted workaholic and self-care Luddite. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast about women learning to take better care of themselves. We think self-care is important, but it can simultaneously be elusive. We don't lack information about it, but we don't always quite get there. So this podcast is dedicated to exploring different aspects of self-care, from the silly to the serious. We're looking at health, relationships, beauty, periods, and maybe a touch of the random. We also want to look at the hurdles we face that keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. To submit questions to me or Rue, or to Claire, our beauty expert, or BJ, our resident therapist, join us in our private forum by searching Selfie Podcast Community on Facebook. Well, in today's episode, Rue and I are going to do our usual self-care check-in. We are talking about how the pace of life is picking back up. 
Um, we're not quite in a post-pandemic world, but things are certainly happening um, more than they were before. So we're talking about how that's affecting us. And then in this episode, BJ and I are talking about a topic that is asked about quite a bit in our selfie Facebook community group, which is how to know when to leave a marriage, how to know when to stay and fight, um, how to know how to make decisions about a marriage that's not feeling great. So we go into detail on that conversation. But first, Rue, how's your self-care going? Hey, um, it is going okay. I am, you know, we're we're in May now, so I'm starting to think about the summer. Mm-hmm. And we do this thing every year where we go, oh, God, what are we going to do? Like, you and I and every other working parent out there, mm-hmm. what are we going to do this summer? Yep. Um, and now I'm finding that my oldest is like maybe too old for summer camp, <laughs> but still needs yes. activities. Isn't that a weird age? It is a weird age because she's still a kid too. And she still wants to do stuff. She just doesn't want to hang out with right. a bunch of seven-year-olds. So I think that once COVID numbers went down and I found a couple things that they could do, I immediately signed them up mm-hmm. because they are, they have I've been homeschooling them all year. They've been hanging out with each other. They haven't been doing any activities. My middle has been out of soccer for a full year. So, you know, the COVID protocols for soccer sounded good. Her pediatrician said it seemed good. It's outdoors. Signed the middle kid up for soccer. Um, You know, she she wears a mask while she plays. My eldest, I signed her up for aerial silks. So now she's upside down, 20 feet in the air. Yeah, and she's wearing a mask, and the classes are small. My youngest wants to do some sort of trapeze thing, and I can't help but say yes because I've said no for over a year. same. Yeah. So I keep thinking what came out of COVID that was good for our family, and I thought maybe we would just do less. But right now, I just can't help but want to give them a taste of what they've been missing. And they're all having a great time. But of mm-hmm. course, now it's just I'm a glorified Uber driver again. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny you're saying this because I'm dealing with the exact same thing. I'm on the exact same page. Like this summer, I am like, put them in everything. Like India's doing a play. It's it's a rather intense play. It's a play that she's probably too young to be in. She's doing Spring Awakening. <laughs> if anyone knows what that is, it's completely inappropriate. I'm like, oh, I guess we won't be inviting grandma to this one. Amazing. <laughs> As you sing a song with F word in the title. Um, but I, yeah, I'm just throwing them into everything. Rowing, like football camps, skate camps, because I feel like we've said no, but I'm f- it's the exact same thing. Now I'm like, oh my gosh, I've overscheduled them again. Like I've overcorrected. Right. And I'm so, so of course, one kid's doing aerial silks and the other kid was like, well, I want to do aerial silks, but you're already doing soccer. Yeah, but aerial silks looks fun. I'm going, well, do I just, do I let them do all the things? They have been, they've been doing nothing. Should I just keep throwing them in things? And do we all like not have dinner together? I don't know. I mean, I say that, but I've also been gone. So it's like, I'm just being a hypocrite at this point because I've overbooked myself Mm -hmm. and I don't want them to just be sitting at home. And frankly, what if they lost all their social skills when they've been homeschooling with mom and dad, you know? Oh, yeah. I don't know. How are you? So are you at the point where you're so packed that you're now stressed out or? No, but I mean, I am packing our summer. Um, and so it could, it could be crazy, but, but, you know, I will say also selfishly, I mean, there's a part of me that's like, I want them out of the house. Like, 
I, I, you know, they've been home for an entire year in my hair, in my space. And I'm like, yeah, you'll be doing all the camps while right. I'm at home. <laughs> right. Also, I have just a quick question because I'm dying to know. Has your house been way messier because they've been home this entire year? Ooh, it's disgusting. So much I, messier. I don't. I don't understand because I feel like I'm scrubbing and I'm tidying and then I'm gone for 24 hours because I'm filming somewhere and I come home and I'm like, what the hell happened while I was gone? What what went on here? And they're not monsters. It's no, just – but there's a bunch of them and, you know, it's like six people or three people not cleaning up their breakfast and lunch – that's six meals. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like that's six <laughs> meals of crumbs and crap on the counters. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, when my kids, you know, I have two days a week when they're at their dad's and they'll come home sometimes and be like, did housekeepers come? I'm like, no, this is what the house looks like when you're not here. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or if I, if I have a day where they're gone because we've been nanny sharing with a friend and I light a candle and run the Roomba and I'm just tidying up a little bit and they're like, oh, it's so nice here. I'm like, yeah, and you're going to ruin it within yeah. five and a half minutes. They're not even necessarily super slobby. They're just, they're just, they're just there. Yeah. They're there and there's stuff's there and they have stuff and they take stuff around. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So my issue is it's halfway. I want them to go experience things, do things, but, but half of it is I want them out of the house. Mm. Like I want to take advantage of them going to things again. <laughs> How much are you driving? Well, I don't drive a ton because my kids' school is walking distance. Oh, that's right. And so I tend to – and our town is pretty walkable, so I tend to sign them up for stuff they can walk to, to be honest. And I then, immediately want to move. I immediately want to move. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And then um, I am hoping I'll have a driver this summer. Jafta should have Ooh. his license by then. So he'll be driving everyone everywhere. <laughs> as is his duty, yes, yes, of course. As I did when I was his age. So there you go. Um, what two thumbs up do you have? Okay. Um, what do I have to oh oh my gosh, this one's so nerdy. Um I am dealing with some um carpal tunnel symptoms. Right. Right. You mentioned I talked that a couple weeks before. ago. Yeah. I've I've got like tingly thumb and then my wrist hurts. So I did go and buy an ergonomic mouse and I am here to report and I'll link it up in the show notes, the one that I got, but I'm here to say everyone should get an ergonomic mouse. Like don't <laughs> wait until you're me and you're wearing a wrist brace. Like if you work at a computer a lot, get a decent mouse so you're hand because that's how it happened. I only have it on one side. It is exactly from how I cut my hand over my mouse, you know. Um like that's exactly the pain point. Mm -hmm. Um so I am I am here to sing the praises of the old lady mouse. Um that holds this your hand in a proper position. This is a delightfully nerdy so nerdy um, endorsement, but I, I I'm glad and you and you're finding relief. Yes. I mean, you can feel that it's better. Like, you know what I mean? Like you can, you can feel like, oh, this is, this is right. Like no one made the mouse for us to be sitting there with it, with our hand curved, you know, with our wrist. Basically our wrist is in traction the whole time we're sitting at our computer. I, yeah, I don't, I'm looking at my wrist now wondering if I'm just doing everything wrong. I, yeah, I don't know. 
get just get the Does mouse. it is it is it compatible with your your like Apple computer? I have a I have a Windows. I'm Windows. Oh, oh I see. I so see. Okay. that I don't know. That's a good question. I will I will I will check yours out for the sake of um, ergonomics. Um, and then my other recommendation is. Um, so I have been, I have switched over completely to shampoo bars, bar shampoo, bar conditioner, which I love. It's, I really love it um, just because there's no bottles around. It just, it feels neater. It feels easier to store because there's a lot of us with a lot of hair, you know, and so storing shampoo bottles, I don't love. Um, but anyway, I've, I've talked about the one I used before on the daily, which is sweet and sassy, dumbest name, best scent. <laughs> it works really well. They're on Amazon. I'll link it up. But... I also do have dandruff. And um, so occasionally, like once a week, I'll use a dandruff shampoo. Like that's, you know, kind of what works for me. And so I was able to find a bar dandruff shampoo. Oh. Um, and this one's from a company called Ethique. And I like them. They're the first company I ever tried in a shampoo bar. They're just a little spendier. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're the only ones that do a dandruff shampoo bar. So if you are like me, wanting to try the bar shampoo, but you have dandruff, it's a really good one. I was just in a lush with my girls mm-hmm. and they, um, you know, well, one, one great thing about using a shampoo bar is that it's less waste, right? Cause it's not like a new plastic bottle every yeah. few months. Yeah. And so I was hoping that they would, cause I need a lot of conditioner for my hair because my hair's so coarse. Um, but now they have, uh, conditioner bars too, which I think is really oh, yeah. neat. Yeah, I use con- I use that same company, Sweet and Sassy. I use their shampoo bar and their conditioner, and it's fantastic. It's really good. And I have dry, brittle hair. Like, I need a lot of moisture, and it still works out for me, which feels do pretty your, good. Do your kids like it, too? You know, it's funny. India loves it, um, and the boys like it. Karis really is fighting me on it. She's like, I don't like it, and I want you to buy me normal shampoo. And I'm like, yeah, bummer. I'm not going to buy you. Like, no, that, you know, we're done. So she, one of my kids doesn't like it. Do you guys use um, bar soap too? Yes. Are you, are you, so you're just like all bars at this point? All bars. That's cool. That's great. Yes. And it really, I mean, it just, yes, waste, obviously it's better for the planet, but I just really like that I don't have like bottles of stuff everywhere. You know, it just right. And for us, for me, it's always like a bottle with zero with nothing in it anymore. And it's just it takes forever for anyone to take it out of the bathroom. Yes. Or I always have 20 bottles waiting or none or none or or we have (laughs) nothing. Right. And so it just feels like you can store a lot of these, you know, in your in your vanity without taking up a lot of space. So yeah, and they're great for travel, really good for travel. Oh, do you do you use um? Do you get like a tin to bring them when you travel? I do. Yes. Oh, cool. I have a that tin. Is cool. Yep. What do you have? Well, I am, you know, in final days of filming this project and it is intense. And so my best friend was super sweet and she dropped off uh, a little gift at my house and it said um, a care package for the home stretch, which I thought was really sweet. Aww. And so she got me a book. Um, I bring the voices. I'm just I'm sharing this because I think you would like it. But I bring the voices of my people: a womanist vision for racial reconciliation. Well, who's by that? Right? Is that Shaniqua? Yes, I love Walker her. Barnes. Oh, oh yes. good. I love her. So I will. I will link. I will link to that. And yes. then she also got me like a bunch of tea, and then a candle by Preemptive Love. And I know you know Preemptive Love, yes. but for those who don't. 
they work with refugees. And so these candles are made in the U.S. and they're hand poured by, you know, uh, refugees from war-torn areas like Syrian refugees mm-hmm. and they do this they have great programs to um help support people that have come out of this refugee crisis and the candles are really pretty and they're beautiful and it just this it felt like such a thoughtful gift that I was like oh yeah. man I need to share this so I a candle that. and this book and tea and it was very sweet Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, Preemptive Love is such a cool charity. I mean, just they're doing amazing stuff, especially with Syrian refugees. And and, and they work on the ground, too. They do a lot of medical yes. stuff right there on the ground. And there are there are candles, and they actually have soaps, too. I don't know if they're shampoo soaps, but they have soaps also. Yeah, they're regular soaps, yes. And they're very good. They're very good. I love that company. That's really cool. All right, what else do you have? So I have... So there's a brand I like called Patchology. I've mentioned them before. They do those cool like under eye chill, like eye eye masks. Yes. And I think they have like a lip mask and a face mask. But they have a breakout box. And I have a bunch of girls going through puberty or like pre-puberty. <laughs> and it has um, like a bunch of those like salicylic acid dots, but then those hydrocolloid mm-hmm. colloid hydro you know the ones that pull out all the stuff yes and then a couple nose strips too and it's a cute little box and i feel like when girls are going through this it's already so undignified yeah so having something cute because they have there's a ton of different ones out there but this is a cute little box um and it's a nice little package and it has all the stuff in it and so it's less i think frustrating when they have something cute to combat it. Does that make sense? Oh, no, I totally agree. Because it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, you're gonna you're about to stick this on like a nasty thing on your face. But like, it's cute. Like, it's normalized. Yeah, at least it's a cute. At least it's coming out of a cute box. Or like, and you can stick it in your caboodle or whatever. So, so I like this. And I'm actually kind of into this phase where I'm buying cooler face things for my kids i don't know i think this is going to be bad for my uh bank account because i love going into like urban outfitters or anthropology or these little shops and just an or marine layer and seeing what they've got for teenagers so anyway that's my latest one i think that's super cute so anyone that has uh kids that are dealing with prepubescent or pubescent skin uh i i give this a two thumbs up I'm going to take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors. We've talked a lot about skincare on the show and specifically tretinoin. If you're not familiar, it's a retinoid, which is an active vitamin A derivative that's used to improve the texture, tone, and appearance of the skin. Today's sponsor, Dear Brightly, has a product called Night Shift, and tretinoin is the active ingredient in Night Shift. This is the only FDA-approved retinoid for treating photoaging, which is premature skin aging due to long-term sun exposure. Tretinoin stimulates collagen production to prevent and treat signs of premature skin aging from years of sun damage, things like fine lines and wrinkles, dark spots, uneven skin tone, and big pores. Tretinoin can only be acquired through a prescription, but it's 20 times more potent than the -the over-the-counter retinol products. It's one of the most well-researched ingredients with over 50 years of research behind it for both acne and photoaging. I had a chance to try Night Shift, and I'm really liking it. I have the unfortunate experience of having both breakouts and wrinkles at the same time, and it's great for both. I have seen my fine lines decreasing. I've seen my skin tone looking better, and it feels really nice. If you've used an over-the-counter retinol before, you know it's really great, but a dermatology-grade retinoid is even better. 
Night Shift is their dermatologist-formulated serum that's tailored to your skin by doctors online. Dear Brightly works by you first of all starting by sharing your skin story with them, then a doctor evaluates your skin and your skin history. They then tailor your formula and write a prescription if applicable, and your tailored serum will be delivered to you in the mail. It's super simple and easy. Head to www.dearbrightly.com and enter the promo code SELFIE to get 15% off your first order, which is their very best offer anywhere. That's S-E-L-F-I-E to get 15% off your first order at dearbrightly.com. So when I was a teen learning to shave my legs, my mom did not do me any favors by buying me really cheap disposable razors. If you grew up in as a teen in the 90s, you know the ones, and they left nicks and cuts all over me when I was trying to shave. So with two girls learning how to shave their legs right now, I am committed to making sure that they have good quality razors. Guys, I was probably well into my 30s before I realized the difference a quality razor makes. Today's sponsor is Athena Club. They have great razor kits that we have been using in our house for a couple months. The razor blades are awesome. They are surrounded by this water-activated serum that has shea butter and hyaluronic acid, so you get a silky smooth shave that actually leaves your skin soft and hydrated as opposed to stripped dry. And their blades are spaced out to let hair and shave cream pass through easily so you don't have to make a ton of passes going over and over the skin to remove the hair. Fewer passes means less irritation to your skin, which cuts down on razor burn and ingrown hairs. The razor kit is only $9 with free shipping and it comes with two blade cartridges, a cute little magnetic hook for your shower storage, and your choice of a handle color. I personally chose the coral. But what I really like about it is they have a ton of different colors, black, white, pastel neon. So if you have a big family like mine, everyone can have the razor in their own color so you don't get them confused. What I also love about Athena Club, you guys know I love automating things. You never have to worry about dull blades because they send refills on your schedule. You just choose how often you want them and they will send them automatically with free shipping. I would also highly recommend their cloud shave foam too. It's insanely thick and stays on while you shave so you don't have to reapply. It leaves your skin feeling very moisturized. It's really, really good. If you want to try a great quality razor that cuts down on the wastefulness of disposable razors, try Athena Club Razor Kit. You can get 20% off your first order at athenaclub.com with the promo code SELFIE. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-C-L-U-B.com with the promo code SELFIE for 20% off. In our Facebook community group, we talk a lot about eye creams. And Rue and I got the Total Eye Lift from our sponsor, Clarence, recently, and it is fantastic. It's a plant-based formula. It's fueled by ingredients of 94% natural origin. It has a combo of organic herangana extract and cassiflower wax, which gives a visible lifting and wrinkle smoothing effect. And it's packaged in a really nice, eco-friendly, airless bottle made of recycled glass. I'm a sucker for packaging, and this one is a good one. What I also really like about it is that it's an all-in-one. It does it all. It works on crow's feet, dark circles, and puffiness. It's also an anti-aging cream. You can take aim at a whole bunch of issues at once. I also have really sensitive eyes. I've talked about that before. And this one is suitable for all kinds of skin types, including us sensitive folks, even people who wear contacts. 80% of women who've tried it reported a visible eye lift in 60 seconds, and 86% noticed a visible difference in four weeks 
and visibly firmer skin. I can attest I've really noticed a difference as well. Discover more about Clarins products at ClarinsUSA.com and get 10% off your purchase of Total Eye Lift with the code SELFIE10. That's ClarinsUSA.com, C-L-A-R-I-N-S-U-S-A.com and get 10% off of the Total Eye Lift with the code SELFIE10. from one of our sponsors, it's a great time to make health and wellness a priority again. Care of makes it easy to upgrade your health routine, whether you're looking for energy, better sleep, or just coping with stress. Care of's online quiz lets you know exactly what you need in the way of vitamins. You answer easy questions like, how much sleep are you getting? Are you looking for more energy? Do you need something to help support weight management? It's a very personalized quiz to help you with your own customized science-backed recommendations for daily vitamins. It can be really hard to know what vitamins and supplements you should be taking, but Care of makes it very easy. What I really love about Care of is that they deliver the vitamins and supplement packs in a customized box right to your door every month. The packaging is super cute. You have a packet that you take every single day. I've been using it for several months and it truly has helped me up my game. If you'd like to try it, take 50% off your first Care of order by going to takecareof.com and enter the code SELFIE. That's takecareof.com and the code SELFIE for 50% off your first order. All right, well, the topic that BJ and I are going to tackle today is one that has been often discussed in our SELFIE podcast group. Um, And I know that this can be also a very painful decision that a lot of people wrestle with alone. And that is the question of when to know when to leave a marriage. BJ... Thoughts on this? <laughs> well, it's interesting because when we talked about doing this, one of the things I said was you've chosen to, you chose to stay or to leave a marriage and yeah. I chose to stay. Yeah. And so yeah. I think it's interesting for us to have two perspectives to talk about today. I do too. I'm also, I've got two clients going through this right now and I just, it's been so, such a reminder of the impact on women is so different than it is on men mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in this dynamic. Even when yeah. there's financial equality, and especially when there's not, how frozen and stuck a woman can feel, especially if she has young children. Yeah. Um, she has all the reasons in the world to go, to leave. And the fear around the financial insecurity and Mm -hmm. how to navigate that having no way of knowing what she'll end up with financially. Um, Even the transitional moments of where do I go? Where do I stay? Does he leave or do I leave? How Mm -hmm. do I get him to leave? Where Mm -hmm. does he go? You know, I've got children. What do we, you know, how do we do all this? Just the logistics of it are so incredibly overwhelming. And I will say with my own experience, there were times when I probably should have left my marriage and this was the reason I didn't. Yeah. But there were also times when I was absolutely financially able to leave a marriage, the marriage, I was ready to leave the marriage. It made perfect sense. And if I'd been counseling me, (laughs) I would have said, (laughs) you you would have advised yourself. (laughs) But what I always have gone back to and on this side of it, I know it was, it w- I, I was right in listening to this. 
and this is my story and it's not meant to be anyone else's. It was just mine. Um, I had a knowing mm-hmm. and I do have a strong, very, very strong intuition. I was born with a strong intuition. I think we all are, but I think we socialize it and condition it out of our children. And my mother did just the opposite. She nurtured it from my, from my earliest memories. And so I do have a very strong sense of knowing have a really strong gut sense about things. And in those moments when I couldn't leave, I knew I wasn't supposed to. I knew either it wasn't time or I, I just wasn't supposed to go. I couldn't always I, I couldn't explain it other than that knowing. Mm-hmm. And on this side of where we've come in our marriage and the healing that's occurred, I can see why that was was a true knowing mm-hmm. a, kind of a calling into my heart around what I wanted and what I wanted to um, preserve. I wanted to preserve my family. My children were adults at this point. I had grandchildren, but I couldn't imagine the holidays Yeah, with him and his girlfriend and me because I wasn't going, I wasn't going further with anyone. I, I had yeah. no desire to do anything beyond <laughs> this one, you know? Um, and I just couldn't see it. I, and I remember looking at him with our granddaughter one day and just thinking she can't lose that. She can't lose this. She's only known us as nanny and pops. And I couldn't fathom her having to navigate that. And I didn't want her to have to navigate that. And that would not, that was certainly not the primary reason, but I remember it being such an important element of it. And I often said, we have a really effed up marriage, but we have a, have a really amazing family. And it was a family worth staying together and trying to make this work for. And on this side, I'm really glad I did. And it's not to say that we don't still struggle in this pandemic. Woo. Mm. Yeah, has pushed us to our limits. But I will tell you, the growth that we've gone through in it together, uh, in the relationship itself on both our parts, I don't know that we would have ever done that work, had we not been forced into it with this isolation and the limited and diminished bandwidth that we've had, and our lack of patience with anything. And, is, and taking it out on each other and learning how to do that differently instead of defaulting to those old behaviors. And um, I'm really glad I stayed. Yeah. And I think there are women out there that need to hear just that right there because there's something in them saying, don't give up yet. And I want them to know that that's a worthy voice to listen to. And it may change its mind. And I and you can still leave even with that voice there. Yeah. It doesn't tie you to it. But if it's something that makes you feel like you've not played the tape all the way out yet, and you want to stay curious about what might happen if you stuck around a little bit longer, it's a worthy voice to hear and, and listen to. I remember a moment where I'm like, I, I, I can't do it anymore. And if I'd left right then, it wouldn't have been wrong. I just don't think there's a right, wrong, good, bad about any of this. I just think we have to do what's best for us. And only we know what that is. And I think the hardest place to be in is when you've got trauma or you're in a, the relationship is so abusive and it's replicated. It's replicating family trauma that makes it's that thing you're used to. 
So you don't quite see it as bad as it is. Yes. And then you can't really trust that voice because it's not coming from a place that's healthy. Um, It's important that you have outside voices that know your situation and know you and know your history and your trauma that can guide you and, and help you and through a decision about something like this, because so many people stay because it's what they know. I always call it the dance. We know I can dance that dance. Yeah, I I completely agree. I mean, I think, you know, as you said, there's no real right way. I mean, I would say, you know, if you're being abused physically, if you're being abused verbally, if you're being gaslit, you know, those would be indicators like you should probably leave. But for the rest of us in sort of a messy middle of like, the relationship might have toxic aspects to it, or, you know, we're feeling fed up. You know, I think that this is just a really difficult decision that there is, there often isn't a, you should definitely leave or you should definitely stay. It's absolutely very personal. It, a lot of it has to do with your own tolerance level. A lot of it, as you alluded to, has to do with your privilege Yes. Um, and there, there is a real bottom line logistical aspect to divorce, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that does affect things. You cannot pretend that it doesn't, it can't all be, you know, putting yourself first and, you know, following your heart. Like some of it is like, can I afford, you know, yes. I mean, if, unless you're, like I said, in like danger, like the question of, can I afford to be divorced? Most of us are not immune to that question. Absolutely. Like, unless you're like independently wealthy. I mean, even, you know, as you mentioned, even when you've got a two parent income and both of you have been working, but can both of you afford separate houses? Right. That's what it, that's what you have to do. You both have to get separate houses. Exactly. Because you've got to create a space for your children. Yeah. And, and And your ex does too. So you're, you're both like, you know, in, in my case, I mean, we went from sharing a a four bedroom home in Southern California so that all of our children could have a place to sleep to having mortgages on two separate four bedroom homes because they spend time with me and they spend time with him. It doubled both of our expenses. Yeah. It's rough. (laughs) Um, Can't even imagine. Yeah. it, It reaches that point. And this is what I see happen so often. The decisions made And they're frozen by not knowing what to do next. Yes. Because who knows what to do? (laughs) Yeah. There's, you know, I've, I've started researching these in every city. There are divorce workshops and they're free. They're usually hosted by a law firm that Mm -hmm. specializes in divorce. Um, And obviously they're wanting to represent you, but there's no obligation to that. But I, I've found that they are immensely helpful because they are designed specifically to answer all the questions you have before you actually make the decision and pull the trigger. Mm -hmm. It's not, okay, now you're going to get a divorce. What do you do next? It's literally like, if you're thinking of it, here's how it goes. And I think it's really important for women to have that because when you feel so frozen Mm-hmm. about the decision, even though you know it's what you have to do. There's got to be some ability to break break free and make this and take that first step. Yes. Although I will say this too, I think it's really important for people to realize that they can 
create their own divorce journey. And you might have attorneys telling you different. You might have family members telling you different. You might have social pressure telling you different. You know, my ex and I, we lived together separated for about a year. Mm -hmm. And then we lived on the same property for about Mm -hmm. a year, him in a back house. Um, A lot of people were really uncomfortable with us doing that. I had a family member tell us to grow up and get divorced already. (laughs) Um, But I feel really good about what we did. I feel like we, you know, we took the time, like divorce shouldn't be like, okay, tomorrow you're getting divorced unless you really, you know, need safety. Yeah. It can go slow. It can go on your own timeline. You can do it without attorneys. You you know, you can be creative in your custody schedules, um, you know, getting outside of like this prescriptive, like, okay, divorce looks like, you know, kids with dad on weekends and summers and like, you know, we, we don't spend time with each other anymore. And now we're exes and sworn enemies. Like my ex That's and I, I just took our kids on a vacation together. <laughs> wow. You know, and I know everyone can't do that, but- you I know might be surprised can't what you do can that. do. Yes. I was going to say, I think, I know everyone can't do that. If you can't, C-A-N apostrophe T absolutely can't because your, your ex is, a, is abusive. Um, you're in a domestic violence situation. I get that. Everybody else can and should. Yes. The biggest misnomer there is around divorce is that you have to hate each other's guts. You're leaving each other because you can't live together anymore. And you may have reached the point where you really hate each other's guts, but you have children that need you to co-parent in a healthy way. And we've got this story about what an ex looks like and means and how we talk about them and all of that. And in reality, we should be able to be adults and be civil and even compassionate towards each other and find friendship as co-parents together for the sake of our children. We need to be able to have hard conversations outside of marriage, past divorce, that maybe we couldn't have in the marriage, but we need to get to that place for our kids' sakes. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges. I look at the families who've done it well, who have just recognized we just don't work as a couple anymore, but we can still co-parent in a healthy way. And they end up being good friends with each other. And that's the best gift you could give your kids. But there's so many social norms around this that are really dysfunctional Mm -hmm. that it harms the ability for people to choose that. Just like you said, people thought there was something wrong with you for doing something when I look at that and think that's incredibly healthy. Well, people are uncomfortable. I mean, we've even had friends, I mean, I'll give you a another example of like, just how funny society can be, you know, we, one of us would be like uninvited from an annual tradition, but we're comfortable with each other. So it it wasn't like, oh, we've, you know, we can't invite these two together because they're exes and they don't get along. Like we completely get along. We spend our holidays together, but now we're not at the same holiday party because our friends are uncomfortable with us being together. Like that's really happened. Yeah. A number of times. Yeah. That's and my so you've, point. you know, you've, yeah, you've got everyone else's, but it's tough. You, I will acknowledge too, not everyone can, 
you know, be friendly with their ex because their ex won't be friendly. Like I definitely know people in that situation where the ex is immature and constantly conflictual and, you know, or narcissistic. uh, Yeah. And there, there's not much you can do with that. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, it takes two to tango and Mm -hmm. it it is difficult to be in relationship with an ex, but I think I want to touch back though, to something you said earlier, which was talk to your friends. And that is the biggest piece of advice I would give. Talk to your friends and family about your marriage and be really honest because a lot of times we cannot see the forest for the trees when we're in our own relationship. I was dishonest about my marriage for years and years Mm -hmm. because I wanted people to like my spouse. So I was covering, Mm -hmm. I was not talking about the things that I was dealing with. And once I said it out loud and had other people knowing the full story, I think I got good feedback. And I think I got some permission that I wasn't giving myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the same time, your friends might be pulling you back saying like, Hey, like, you know, what are some good qualities or what are some resources we can give you? Here's the number of a therapist. So um, I, and I tell this to my kids all the time too. If all of your friends all of them dislike Mm -hmm. your partner, there's probably something wrong. Like it's one thing to have a friend, you know, or two who maybe don't get along the best with your partner. But like, if everyone in your life is like, "Mm, red flag, you should listen. Also, if you're married to someone that everybody just thinks is awesome. Mm -hmm. And you know, the side that they never see. Mm -hmm. We're much more protective of that partner. Yeah. And then, when we're open about it, we realize some people saw through what, what we see and didn't realize it. Yes. And I know that I did the same thing. I protected him and I protected myself Yeah, in protecting him. Absolutely. And then I realized there were some people that had also seen his asshole side. And I thought I was the only one who was. Yeah. And so I think that's really important too. I, I just, I think there's so much that we tell ourselves too. And for those in religious environments where divorce still feels wrong and sinful and against God's word and God hates divorce and all the things that struggle so much with making the decision too. It's often about family members' perceptions about that too, that they're weighing. And it's just so important for you to find people you trust that can give you wise counsel and make the decision, even if it's to leave, Mm -hmm. because if you stay, because everyone else is going to say you're the bad guy because you filed or everyone else is going to say, Oh no, my goodness, you can't get a divorce. God, God can't handle that. You know, all the crazy things that we've had people say to us, those are not your wise counsel. You need to have people in your life that know you and know what your needs are and are willing to look past those prejudices about anything and see you and, uh, and guide and advise you based on what's best for you, not their idea of what's best for you. I think something that stuck out to me so much when I was going through my own divorces, I, I could kind of divide friends between those who said, I'll be praying for your marriage and those who said, I'll be praying for you and him. Yes. And as you're saying, like you, you want people who are looking out for you, not looking out for some idea of marriage that they're holding. That's going to bias how they see you as a person. 
Absolutely. It's a hard enough decision to make. You have to be able to make it on your own with the guidance of people who are advising you in in an appropriate and healthy way. Agreed. Hey, thank you for joining us. Continue the self-care conversation with us on Instagram at at Selfie Podcast and in the Selfie Podcast community group on Facebook. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so you can catch up with us next week. Take care. Take care.